We're going to dive into some cricket now, Bryce. And the text machine has lit up because um, the David Warner, Mitchell Johnson saga blew up yesterday. Australia's named its 14-man squad for the first test against Pakistan. And uh, I think it's important we get both sides of the of the perspective here. So you've got Mitchell Johnson, who's written an article for the West Australian yesterday, quite an inflammatory article, one that I personally didn't agree with. Uh, but nevertheless, he's got the right to 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 voice his opinion, given he played test cricket for Australia. Indeed. And then the David Warner angle. Now, clearly David Warner's preparing to play test cricket. He's, um, he's, uh, he's resting up as he should after a, a great World Cup win. But James Erskine is a high-profile player agent. He's the chairman of sports and entertainment, which also looks after the likes of Todd Woodbridge, Ian Thorpe, Sam Stosa, George Gregan, and many others. And in the past, he's been outspoken about Sandpaper Gate, uh, Bryce. He claimed many others knew the Aussies were illegally altering the condition of the ball. He's also been a, uh, a fierce, um, I guess, critic of Cricket Australia at certain times. And Bryce, he's also David Warner's manager and close confidant. James, thanks for joining us on Sports Day. It's a pleasure to have you. Hi, guys. Hi, Tom. Hi, Bryce. James, um, there's plenty to go here, pl- plenty of directions we can go here. But the first question I have for you is, have you spoken to David Warner about Mitchell Johnson's um, article yesterday? And if so, what did he say? I haven't spoken to him. And, and you know, quite frankly, it, it would not be on his radar or, or really my radar. It wasn't until I actually got a note from you, you know, that I actually started reading it. I mean... Look, Mitchell Johnson was a fine player um, and, uh, you know, represented Australia, um, you know, I think got 300 and over 313 test wickets. And he's entitled to his opinion. Um, But at the end of the day, what surprises me is all these ex-cricketers who uh, basically have a crack at the current lot. I mean, you would never get that happening in golf where Arnold Palmer was criticising, you know, Nick Faldo or whether, you know, you know, Chrissy Everett would have a crack at somebody else, you know, who was currently playing. And I, I, I think it's a bit sad in a way. I mean, um, you know, I, I, I don't think, I'm sure they have an opinion, but I think it's to get a headline. And um, you don't, I mean, my black Labrador could work out that, you know, who are the contenders to basically take the spot? I mean, there's Cameron Bancroft, there's Matthew Renshaw, there's Marcus Harris. I mean, collectively, they have averages of, you know, in the mid-20s. I think the highest is 29 and the lowest is 25. And, uh, you know, David Warner's played 109 test matches and, you know, got an average of 44, 44.4, got over... Eight eight and a half thousand runs. So, if, if anyone listening thought that David Warner wanted to play Test cricket for Australia, if he didn't think he was up to it, you know, then they're wrong. He's he's been a battler all his life. You know, he's a guy from the wrong side of the tracks. He's a guy that's, you know, gone and scraped a living and gone and done this and been very successful at it. But yeah. he doesn't want to just he doesn't want a swan song. He wants to. He thinks he's the best guy for the job, and I, I think the figures show it. But you know, I think if he goes and gets two ducks in the first Test match, they'll drop him. But you know, he won't. <laughs> so James, um, you say he doesn't want a swan song, but he said a, a long way out that he'd like to play these three Tests and retire after Sydney. I mean, if that's not a swan song, what is it? Well, it's not a swan song. He's just saying I'm going to put a date when I'm going to retire. Yep. I mean, it's a bit like saying, you know, I mean, it's, you know, I mean, it's, uh, you know, the bank telling you at 65, you've got to retire or something. He, he's just turned, t- turned around and said, look, I, 
And, and the real reason, to be honest, is is the, the, the amount of time he spends away from his family. He's been away, you know, six out of the last seven months from his family. Pretty... And he still wants to carry on playing, you know, uh, 2020 and one day cricket. In fact, he said to me the other day that he'd like to play in the 2027, you know, World Cup. Well, you know, what is he? Th- that he'll be 41 then. So he's, you know, he's doing a Bradman. Um, look, it, 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 the, the facts will, sh- cut, will, sh- will will come out. You know, are you good enough to play or not good enough to play? I mean, he'd had a pretty good World Cup. Um, you know, uh, he, he has his last test matches haven't been the average, haven't been the best in the thing. But tell me somebody who can walk in there and replace him. You know, he has a strike rate of 70. Um, in fact, his averages on test matches are almost as good as his one day. It's like 44 to 46 or something. James, but, it, know, I, James it's, it, I'm just at lost. Yeah, thanks for making the time, James. I, I think it's important that um, both sides are, are heard. Um, it, it's encouraging that he, he's driven and still lit up by playing cricket for Australia, given all he has been through. I think that's a real positive. Um, do you feel, though, that the bond between, I guess, the current players and the past players is completely broken on, on the basis of these types of uh, attacks? I don't think that's completely broken. I, I, I don't think it's completely broken. And in fact, you know, I think David takes... Um, certain people's advice who have senior players in the past very seriously. Um, you know, he had a very good relationship with Warney, for example. Uh, I just think that, I just think at the end of the day, you know, what is the point if you're a really good player? I mean, Mitchell Johnson wasn't a great player, but he's a really good player. I mean, right up there. I mean, he's, you know, he's, you know, he's got, you know, Bob Willis, Lance Gibbs, people like that, Truman even, Brett Lee. Alan Donald got sort of the same type number of wickets. And I can remember, you know, uh, Mitchell being an absolute hero for Australia and, you know, everyone applauding him. But there's no need to have a crack. I mean, if he wants to be a selector, put his name up to be a selector. But let the selectors do their job. Let Bailey do his job. I mean, you know, I'm not going to second guess him. David Warner's not going to second guess him, you know. So to, I don't see the point of having, you know, what I call a, you know, a, it's a it's a storm in a teacup, isn't it, really? Mm-hmm. Um, and if you if there was somebody sitting on the sidelines who was an absolute automatic to come in, bring him on. You know, David would say, "Be my guest. I'll give you batting tips." But the <laughs> fact of the matter, the fact of the matter is, there isn't. You know, and you know, you 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 know you. I don't know how many, I mean, I'm guessing, but I won't be far out. But I mean, I think between Marcus Harris and, and Renshaw on Bancroft, they probably got a total of 1,500 runs between them. Yeah, it's I mean, a, certainly a know. deep resume that, uh, that, that Davey's got. Um, I'm interested in the, the, the conversation between the selectors, and it appears that the, the, the communication is a whole lot better. Um, between the, the selection group and the current players, and even the players that are outside that Australian Test team um, playing domestic cricket, what's been the discussions with, with Davy about how he wants to complete his his career? Have have those discussions gone on between George Bailey and, and Davy about when the end might be? No, I think you know everybody's. You know, I think David's made it sort of clear what he would like to do. That doesn't mean to say he's going to get it. Mm. It's a bit like, you know, turning around and saying, yeah, I'd like to get a Positano on Thursday, but he doesn't mean he's going to go. I mean, so the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, in the perfect world, that's what it would do. But if he if he didn't think he was up for the job, he wouldn't do it. 
I mean, name me somebody who's fitter than David Warner on that cricket team. I mean, just name me somebody. Well, no one's fielding better than him at the moment. Mm. Uh, you know, and, and again, you know, he puts his heart and soul into it, but he, he doesn't want to go and play if he doesn't think he's going he's to make a goose of himself. James, and, and, you know, when he's gotten, gotten written off before, he, then he went and got, scored 200 runs. I mean, I just think, you know, it's, this is like reminds me of backseat drivers. They're bloody annoying. And, you know, quite frankly, we don't need it. So I mean, Mitchell, Mitchell Johnson's a backseat driver? Yeah, he just, he, I mean, yeah, he's, he's just basically, he, he is basically making comments that I think are incendiary. And, you know, and, and again, come up with an alternative solution, pal. Well, Mitch, it, Mitch, Mitch, you know, it just, it, it, his, his solution doesn't, he hasn't come up with a solution. He's just saying right. that, you know, David's calling his own swan song. That isn't true. Mm. David has said, this, in the perfect world, this is what I'd like to do. He does change his mind. He said he's now said he'd like to carry on playing other forms of the game for longer than we thought. And, and you know, I'm sure Cricket Australia are going to say, oh, thank God for that, if he's good enough. Mm. You know, if he's good enough to play 2020 and, and, and 50 over cricket, fantastic. So 2013... He's got four- three young girls, and he's got three young girls. He does want to spend eight months a year playing cricket away from them. 2013-14 was an amazing Ashes win, 5-0, and Mitchell Johnson was a key part of that. And so was David Warner. 2015 was an incredible ODI World Cup victory, and both players were in the same change room. Um, Bryce asked you before about fracturing, but were you aware of any underlying tension between the two? Because this article... I don't think there's there's an underlying tension. But this article was personal. Like, he brought up sandpaper. He brought up Cape Town. He didn't just speak about David Warner's stats. He spoke about the scandal five years ago. He's ignorant. He's ignorant. Because if he actually thinks that three people basically did the sandpaper cake, then he should go and, you know, go to the moon for a holiday. I mean, it's just a joke. So first of all, he's got to get his, you know, you know. I mean, no one thought Sandpaper Gate was great. I mean, you know, it's not. But we, everyone's passed that and gone, gone over it. You know, David, and then I, you know, I mean, he's he's admitted he was at fault. But there's so were so many. They weren't just three people. So many other people were at fault. Yeah. And we got past that. And the public, general public, are completely fed up about it. I'm actually fed up about it. <laughs> yeah. It was not Australia's finest day. No. But let's all grow up and get on with it. Yeah, you so, know, the fact of the matter is, is that this team is being liked again. Under Pat Cummings, this team's getting liked again. It was an amazing win at, 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 in India. If they, you know, you'd, you'd have given them one in 10 chance of winning that final or, what, or maybe two out of 10 winning the final. And, and at the end of the day, they played a blinder. The fielding, the captaincy, the bowling changes, you know, unbelievable uh, innings by head that was, will go down in the history books. And so, you know, let's think of all the positive. What, why are we all, why is everybody in cricket suddenly the glass is half empty? It's bollocks. Well, it's been like that for you know, a long time. Uh, it has. I mean, look, there's no doubt about it that, you know, I think since Ponting was captain, I think that the Australian cricket team, you know, was not admired. It wasn't you know, it, it wasn't held in the highest esteem. And, and then, you know, obviously it got worse in South Africa. But, James, you know, James, now... Yep. Yep. Yeah, James, I've just got to, by way of opinion, I think part of the reason that people are so frustrated with what happened in Cape Town in 2018 is because we don't know all the answers. Like you, you say what many others say and that more than three people knew. 
yet we don't know who those people are and what they knew. So my question is, David Warner is going to release a book at some stage. Will we get all the answers in that book? I don't know. You know what? It, you know what? It's got to the stage where it, it's like, it's almost like, you know, um, spies in World War Two. Do you really need to know what went on? I mean, I think that I, I honestly do believe, you know, you've also got to remember that you, when you're a, 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 a high level sportsman, you know, you have 30 or 40 years after you finish playing, at least 30, where you have to be make a living. And in order to make a good living, you have to be respected. You have to basically be good at other things. And you basically have to, you know, graft out a living for, for yourself. And it's very hard being an ex-sportsman. I mean, you know, lots of them fall, but get depression, fall by the wayside, you know, you know, don't make the right decisions. So, but one of the things that you have to do if you become a star in your lifetime, which, you know, I mean, if, if, you know, someone had Mitchell's career, you'd be happy if your son played one test match and got one wicket. Mm. Here's a bloke who's played 70 odd test matches or more, got 313 wickets. So he's a complete star. But the fact of the matter is, is that you've got to have respect and you have to have respect on an ongoing basis. You know, why was Arnold Palmer so popular? Because he had so much respect. You know, why was, you know, Bjorn Borg so popular? Because he had so much respect. You know, why was Shane Warne, you know, so popular? Well, he, basically everyone wanted to be Shane Warne. He probably broke the mould. Yeah, on on, on Shane Warne... Can we just change Shaq for one second? I'll be yep, let you yep. go because we're going to get to an ad break. But and Adam Crossway's in the studio as well. You don't need ads. You don't need ads. <laughs> um, the, the the Shane Warne's legacy. So this amazing um, uh, fundraising organisation that's been set up by his family, and you're heavily involved as well. Can you tell us about it? Because I understand there's going to be some activations around Boxing Day as well. Well, I think the you know first of all, I'll let the announcement be the announcements. But the idea was that the the family and the children and, and Keith, the father, really wanted to do something because, uh, you know, he died of a heart attack. And, you know, Shane Warren didn't even have a GP. So at the end of the day, he, he, he was never really ill. Um, and if he was injured, it was always something to do with a shoulder or wrist or whatever it might be. And he was looked after by Cricket Australia. So what we're trying to do is we're not actually raising any money at the moment. We've actually, you know, through the generosity of, West Farmers and Sisu, a division of West Farmers, they are putting up all the funds to do all these tests where in a four-minute test, you can get basically go and get your heart checked and see whether or not you need to take it any further. Go to a GP or sit there and we'll go and get an ambulance for you if you're that bad. So I think what we're trying to do is, as you know, Warney was very impatient. He yep. wasn't somebody who was basically. <laughs> so we want something. He didn't wait around for no. things. So we want, we want something that is instantaneous. It's easy to get to. And it, we're not, and it costs everybody nothing. It just takes four minutes of your time. So I would urge, your, you know, people's children and grandchildren to turn around to their folks and say, come on, go and get the test, see if you're okay, bang, bang, bang. And, you know, that's the way we want to try and save lives. In the future, I'm sure we will be raising funds and doing other things. But, you know, this is something we want to under-promise and over-deliver. It's something the family and the children really want to do, and it's free. And I think that's very refreshing. And the website is www.sisuhealthgroup, so S-I-S-U healthgroup.com forward slash Shane Warne Legacy Heart Test. Hey, James, 
I could talk to you all yep. day, but we've got to let you go. Uh, we really appreciate your time. Thank you for your honesty, your transparency, your forthrightness, and uh, we'll speak to you again soon. Thank you very much.